Welcome to the Brave Enough Podcast. Grab some coffee, sit back, or enjoy your drive, and let's get authentic, real, and into the good stuff. I'm your host, Dr. Sasha Shilkut, and I'm so excited to hang out with you today, where we're going to talk about life and work and all the messy stuff in between. So get ready. In Season 2, Episode 2, Sasha discusses common thought distortions that lead people to feel stuck in their jobs. Now here's your host, Dr. Sasha Shilkut. Hello and welcome to the Brave Enough Show. Thanks for tuning in today. It's your host, Sasha Shilkut. I'm super excited to be back. It is season two of the Brave Enough Show and I'm just honored to be here. And if any of you are listening for the first time, I just want to give you a little 15 second synopsis of who I am. I am a doctor. I live in Omaha, Nebraska. I have four kids and I really got to the place where I am, where I am leading an amazing organization called Brave Enough. I put on retreats and conferences and classes for women who are struggling in the workplace, struggling in their lives to learn how to live authentically and to lead authentically and to be the CEO of their own life. And I got to this place because I burned out and it took a really low point in my life for me to get to a really good place. And so I thought I would open up season two by going through a couple different aspects of burnout and kind of re-engaging with the audience and all of you, because I think that we can all find ourselves in a place in life where maybe we aren't where we thought we'd be and maybe we're overwhelmed or maybe we're just stuck And I hear this a lot. I do coaching classes with women uh, through my organizations, Brave Enough. And a common word that I hear all the time is, I feel stuck. I feel stuck in this job. I feel stuck in this role. Um, I feel stuck in this system. And I think that when you feel that way, you feel hopeless. And it always worries me when I hear that word coming up because I think that that can lead to some negative behaviors. And so I wanted to talk about that today, but I wanted to just introduce myself. If you're just tuning in and you've never listened to the show before, thank you for being here. I really appreciate it. And if you like the show, it would help me to leave a review. I don't typically ask people to do that because I get really annoyed with podcasts where I I listen and people say that every time. myself as a podcast listener. So I only ask you guys to leave a review like maybe once uh, or twice a year, but it really does help me in, and stay um, in the, in the mix on iTunes so that people can find the show. So thank you very much to those of you who have taken the time to leave me a review. And one other thing before we get into today's topic, I am publishing a book and I'm super excited. It is coming out in February, 2020. It is called Between Grit and Grace. You can go to becomebraveenough.com and you can click on Between Grit and Grace and you can pre-order the book. We're going to have a book club, which I'm super excited about. And we're going to preview the book um, over the winter. And who doesn't love a good read over the winter where you're just kind of curled up and maybe you have a hot cup of tea or coffee and it's early in the morning before everyone wakes up, which it is this time right now. It's about 5 a.m. and I'm trying to get this podcast out for y'all before I catch a a plane. Um, And I mean, everybody loves to read a good book in the winter. So if you want to join the book club, uh, make sure you get on my mailing list because you're going to get details about that. And that's going to be also at becomebraveenough.com. So I wanted to talk today specifically about 
feeling stuck and that aspect of what can lead to professional burnout. And I, I kind of did some digging on this topic because as I mentioned, when I coach women, I often hear them say, I feel stuck. And it's when we're discussing options to either what I call uh, pause and pivot. So change your role or even change your organization. And I think sometimes in our minds, we think this is the job, this is the role, there are no other options for me. And I don't like the confinement of, or the responsibilities or the expectations of this role because I'm not able to fulfill them and not become unhealthy in my life. So I have to just leave the workplace. And I wanted to share with you some of the, my own personal story and how I think oftentimes we don't realize that we are in fact empowered and nobody really can take power from you. You have to give it away. And so if we really want to live authentically, that means living our priorities and to live our priorities, we have to meet, put up boundaries and we have to really embrace our power. And when I say that, I mean, we have to be the CEO of our own life, but it can be really difficult to do because it requires energy. So when you have to put up boundaries around your job or around your professional or personal life, it takes energy. And the last thing you have when you're burned out is energy. So it's a common cycle of stress uh, over too many work expectations, inability to meet those expectations at the cost of your own health or your own relationships. Then you develop unhealthy behaviors. So this is a cycle. And then those unhealthy behaviors really hurt your self-confidence because maybe you're drinking too much. Maybe you're eating too much. Maybe you haven't made it to the gym lately. Maybe you are unhealthy in the fact that you have not uh, really spent any time developing your friendships or your relationships. Maybe it's a family stress. Maybe you're facing unrelenting bias and harassment in the workplace. And all of these items are leading, leading you to have really negative behaviors. And those negative behaviors do nothing for your self-confidence, right? Like we all have negative behaviors in our life. And when we do, they really just get us down. And so then when we're in this place of low self and we have low self-confidence because then we're burned out, what happens? We have more negative behaviors. And so this cycle of feeling beat up in the workplace or a feeling of failure, like you you can't catch up, you can't meet your work expectations, you can't keep up with the demands, and then they lead to like negative behaviors, and then those negative behaviors lead to worse self-confidence. And all, at the end of the day, you feel totally powerless. And when you feel powerless, you feel stuck. So this is, you might be listening and thinking, oh my goodness, like this is me. I have, how did this happen? And I hear this all the time. I don't know what happened. I used to like my job. Okay. So I can tell you most likely the events that happened. And this is really important because if you're listening and you feel burned out, this may be one aspect of healing for you. When people feel burned out, they feel that they have done something wrong. But I can tell you that the people that burn out are the high achievers. The people that burn out are people who say yes and do the job. The people who burn out are the responsible people. And that's because other people see you showing up to work, doing a good job, meeting the responsibilities. And so then you take on more responsibilities and it's, you know, 
every time I give a talk on burnout, I say this line and the whole audience laughs, but it's true. Lazy people don't burn burnout. <laughs> okay. And, and people who drop the ball over and over and over don't burn out. And you know why? Because people stop giving them responsibilities. So if you are burned out, the first step to recognize that it's not, it's, it's not your fault. It probably means that you're in, you're a person who people can depend on. And so because you're a person who shows up when you say you're going to show up or you take care of a problem when you say you will, or you say yes, and you follow through, that's what actually leads people to to burn out eventually because you get more and more and more responsibility. And until you recognize that you don't have a responsibility to fix every problem, you actually have to set really protective boundaries around your time and your responsibilities. And until you really start to understand your own likability factor. And what I mean by that is how much you desire to be liked in the workplace versus how much you desire to really want to thrive in the workplace. Those are totally two separate issues. You will possibly become burned out. It doesn't mean you will, but I honestly think that there's the most high achieving people at some point in their career will probably burn out and it's okay. You can get back to a place where you're thriving. And that's what I want to give you a a few tips about today, specifically on feeling stuck. Okay. So what happens is you are a high achiever. You are a responsible employee. You are, you know, a trusted colleague and you start taking things on because people ask these of you or the expectations of you are different for others. So this is another thing I hear all the time. Uh, Women I coach will say, well, I have to do X, but I don't get paid for it. And it's really bothering me because other people aren't doing X. I say, why are you doing this X? Well, because everyone expects me to. Well, why do they expect you to? Because I can do it. I'm the only one who could do it or I get it done well. Maybe it's the scheduling. Let's Let's just come up with the schedule. So for those of you who make work schedules, uh, bless you, because that is a really hard job. And I hope that you are getting either time and money or both to do that job, because it is a really difficult job to make the schedule. And it is a hard job because it requires flexibility and it requires um, constant dynamic changing and listening to other people. And I get that. So let's just say that you are your job is to do the schedule, but you don't get paid to do the schedule. You go, don't get time to do the schedule, but everybody expects you to do the schedule. <laughs> okay. So what happens is women feel like they... Ha- well, I have to do the schedule. Well, who, well, where are the, where is the contract that you signed that says you're going to do X or the schedule, let's say for no money, no time. Well, I mean, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Okay. So because we have this, we, we feel like there's Um, these unspoken rules. And there are unspoken rules in the workplace that many times, especially if you are a woman or a minority, there's data to show that you do more citizenship duties. Um, You take on more responsibilities that may not result in promotion, meaning you take care of the team environment doing um, maybe administrative roles that don't necessarily result in you uh, advancing in leadership. So women oftentimes take on these roles and we're really good at them. We're, we're good at, at showing up and doing these roles, but then we get stuck in these roles. And so 
how do you get out of that feeling of, of being unstuck? Because now you're good at it. at something that you're not getting paid for, or you're good at something that you don't find fun, or you're really good at something that um, is really specific. And it would take maybe six months for someone else to learn this skill, but guess what? You don't get paid for it. You don't get time for it and it's burning you out. So now you feel stuck or maybe you feel stuck in a system that is completely broken and overwhelming you and unsafe because you're taking way too many calls or you're taking way too many, working way too many hours. that's unhealthy for a human being or whatever it is in the construct of your culture that you just feel is completely burdensome and and you, you don't see a way out. So the first thing to do is take some time off. And every time I say this, people like look at me like I'm living in la la land. Okay. I own a business. I work full time. I have four children. I know how difficult it is to take a day off. I get it. Okay. For me to take a day off, it takes like an act of Congress. And I have to basically be either on my deathbed or about at my breaking point. And I can tell you when I'm at my breaking point, mentally, emotionally, physically, I take emergency time off. I do this and I try not to do, I try to take care of myself now where I take scheduled days off, where I don't have anything planned other than to find clarity, okay? So that I can prevent taking emergency days off. But if you are feeling burned out, overwhelmed and stuck, the first thing you do is need to take a couple days off. Why? Not to go to the spa and get a pedicure and manicure because that's going to solve all your problems. That's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is clarity of your mind. Because if you don't get out of the stress and the noise and unplug, you are are not going to find clarity. And when you are at work, even if you're in your office at work, there are a lot of people in the room, so to speak. When you are in the work environment, you are still thinking and planning uh, and bringing in everyone else's expectations. But when you remove yourself and you go to a quiet place and retreat by yourself, in your own space, in your own quietness, then you can actually gain clarity and say, what is it that is really bringing me down? Is it the entire job? Probably not. Is it aspects of my job that I feel taken advantage of? Is it the culture I work in? Is it toxic? Because if it is, you need to leave. And let me repeat that. If you are working in a toxic environment where you do not feel safe at work, you need to leave. If you do not have leaders who respond to those uh, concerns, you need to leave. And in the coaching classes I do twice a year, it's called the Brave Enough Masterclass. Each time I take about anywhere from 20 to 30 women through the class. And there's about over 12 weeks. There's probably in each class, I've done this now for two years, twice a year. So there's been four classes. There are about two women in each class that come to the realization over 12 weeks that they are in a very toxic environment and that the environment is the problem. It's not them. 
and they have to leave. And they've left and they have found joy other places. They have found respect other places. They have found no places, not perfection. There's no perfect job out there. But they have realized that they were in such a toxic culture that there was no way for them to thrive there. And it took such courage, but they left. And so I'm not telling you to do that. I'm just saying that sometimes you have to do that. But the first thing that you want to do when you take some time off, when you're feeling stuck, is to sit with yourself and think about what makes me have joy in my job. And you might be so tired and exhausted that you may not even be able to process these thoughts until a day of rest. And this is why I tell people to take emergency time off where you're not responsible for anyone. You're not spending time with a million people. You're by yourself. You're by yourself during the day so that you can actually stop and go, okay, I'm really tired. I'm going to actually take some rest right now. And then when I get up and when I, when I can actually think about this and think about my job, I'm going to think about what do I like and what do I not like? What causes me such anxiety when I walk in the building? Or what causes me such anger? Because there's a lot of angry people. And the reason that they're angry is because they feel unappreciated and undervalued. Or because they are undervalued or because they're not getting paid for their job that they're doing. But the only person that can get rid of those jobs is you. And when you're burned out, you often think, why doesn't everyone notice and take these jobs from me? This is another common thought distortion. So we've taken on a role. We're doing the role. We're doing a really good job at the role. But inside, we're dying. We're not getting paid for it. Or maybe we do get paid for it, but it's just not something that we want to do anymore because it's burning us out. Or maybe we're tired of it. Or maybe there's aspects of the job that just don't excite us anymore. We actually become angry when we are still doing the job and other people don't notice and take it from us, (laughs) which, which is very true. I hear this all the time. I will say, um, did, have you told your superior or your boss or your chairman or whoever that you don't want to do this role anymore? Do you have an exit strategy? Well, no, but I've told them I've complained about it. I told them I don't like it. Well, if, unless you have an exit strategy on paper, you are they, you cannot expect your, your boss who may or may not really know that you're done doing this job to take that job role from you or to pay. And, and this is what happens. Okay. There's three things that happen when you finally have an exit strategy, when you have clarity around what it is that you don't want to do anymore. When you put it on paper, it becomes real. And when you put it on paper, it becomes something that you have to face and you have to deal with and someone else has to deal with. So for example, I was doing a job a couple of years ago in my department that, um, I, I really liked aspects of this job and I enjoyed aspects of this job, but I knew that if I wanted to do a different job, I couldn't keep doing that job. But I felt really bad because I was like, who else is going to do this job? No one else can do this job but Sasha. Oh, and then see that feeds your ego. Okay. So it's really dangerous because when you're in low self or you are totally burned out, you have very low self-confidence and you feel bad that you're, you're even contemplating, you know, moving out of this role. You 
don't have the clarity of mind to see that your ego is also in play here. So your ego is telling you, oh, you know, you're the only one that could do this job. And if you don't do this job, the, the whole department will fail or someone, everyone will think bad of you and everyone will criticize you. You know, that may be true. I mean, I'm just going to be really honest. I got a lot of criticism. Um, when I stepped out of this role and it was really hard for me, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. So sometimes when, you know, people's perceptions of this job, their perceptions of how you're doing this job, you may be doing a job with no resources, which was the case for me. And you're not doing a great job of it because it's, you're fighting a culture that doesn't really accept this job or this role. And that may be a poor reflection on you what I came to realize is it wasn't me to fix this problem. I didn't have to fix this problem. I needed for my own sanity to step back from this role and find a role that aligned with my passion. And was it hard on my ego? Yes. Was it hard to get criticism? Yes. Was it hard to not go and tell everybody actually what happened? Yes. But it, it made me stronger when I could step out of that role and gain clarity and realize, oh my goodness, there was no way I was going to be successful in that. I didn't have the resources. And really, I didn't have the culture to, to back success of that job. It just wasn't there at the, at the maturity level that it, it should have been. And so it was really hard for me, but I was so burned out in that role. I, I was so frustrated continually. It was, there was no way it was going to be successful. But as someone who doesn't see herself as a quitter and doesn't want to quit. It was really, really hard for me. When I took about a year to kind of withdraw from that and think through stepping away from that job and how hard it was on me to feel like a failure and to take on the criticism, I realized though that I was free from that. It was huge. It was huge. And once I felt so free from this, this role, I really could put all my energies into a different role. And I felt valued in this other role. And so I think that it's really important to realize that I could have stepped away from that role at any point. It would have been hard, but I could have done it. I, I, I had the power to do that. Um, I probably waited too long I know I waited too long. I felt stuck. I felt trapped. I felt like I didn't have uh, flexibility or uh, mobility, but I really did. I had the power to do that. And I didn't recognize that I had the power to do that because why? I was burned out. I was in low self. So it took me, and I'm going to be honest, it took me probably a year. It took me a year of stepping away from that role until I realized, man, that role was a failure from day one. It was never going to be able to, I was never going to be able to succeed in that role in the current climate. And I'm really glad I stepped away from that. And, you know, here's the thing. It may be just an aspect of your job. It may be an entire role. It may be a work environment, but until you step back, you won't be able to have clarity. And once you gain clarity, write it down, write it down on one piece of paper. And on that piece of paper, I wrote, 
what was causing me the most stress, what I didn't feel valued in or was impossible for me to achieve. And I'm an achieve, I'm an achiever. I love goals and achieving things. And so for me, what was burning me out was my inability to achieve specific goals in the current environment that wasn't really it, the, the climate wasn't mature enough to support those goals. And so it wasn't one person. It wasn't, you know, some toxic person or anything like that. It was just a, an, a malalignment of the resources. And I was feeling like a failure, but then when I stepped back and I looked at everything, I was like, you know, I could be like the most successful person in every aspect and still fail in this role. So it's an impossible uh, role for me to succeed in. I need to step back. And once I gained clarity with that, which took time, I could write this out on one piece of paper. And when I did that, I took it to my leader and I said, okay, this is, this is not, this is not good for me. And this is what I actually want to do. And then I had, you know, a list of things I, a role I wanted. And that is really the best case scenario. Sometimes we often, I hear this all the time. Well, I'm stuck in this role because no one else can do it. If you are in a role or a job that is completely burning you out to the point where it's affecting your health, it's affecting your mindset, it's affecting your feeling of total, you feel completely like you have no power. If you are in that role, don't wait for someone else to be able to take that over. That's not your job. You need to get out of that role. It is up to the leadership, your, your plus one, your, your level one to determine how to fill that role. Okay. And sometimes we feel such guilt. We don't want to leave people in a lurch, you know, but it, I I often say set a time, set a date. So when you go in to step out of this role, say, I'm going to step out of this role in two months or three months. Um, but set a clear date because three things happen. Number one, if you go in and you set a date and you say, I'm going to step out of this role and your leader really wants to keep you in that role then you're in a position to negotiate. They're going to offer you time or money to stay in that role. And you're all of a sudden you have the power. You're in the position of power to negotiate. Now, maybe you, there's no amount of money or, or time, um, to, or space or resources that you need, whatever it is, um, to, to convince you to stay in that role. That's fine. But you are, you may be in a position to negotiate if your leader really wants you to be in that role. And that's a good place to be because then you can negotiate for what you need to do it and keep your health sane. The second thing is they're going to say, great, thank you for your service. And that may be because they have been wanting you to release, relinquish this role. And a lot of times when this happens, women come back to me and they're really offended. They're like, they just accepted my resignation. And like they were expecting it. And I say, you know what? They probably were. And as hard as that is on our ego, because we want to be told, oh, please don't go. They probably saw that, that you were really struggling and they wanted you. They wanted you to step out of this role. Okay. And that's okay. It's hard not to get your feelings hurt, your ego bruised, but they probably saw that it was burning you out as well. And the third thing that may happen and, um, is they may say, oh no, you can't, you can't step out of this role. You can, <laughs> okay. You can, 
You may have to take a pay cut. You may have to take a time cut. You may have to take a change, but you can step out of roles that are not, that are additive roles that are not your main job. Okay. Now, obviously this is different if you're like, say you're a a doctor and you're like, I don't want to practice medicine anymore. That's not what I'm talking about. Like that's, that's a change in profession, but I'm talking about roles that you may have in your job that are really burning you out. So you are not stuck. You feel stuck, but you are not stuck. You always have the power to move. You have the power to what I call pause and pivot. And if you don't realize you have the power, then you will always be stuck. You will be stuck. But until you embrace that, until you embrace that confidence, and that's what I do in my classes, we really go through a 12-week curriculum to understand that you have the power You do not have to feel stuck in aspects of your life or your health or your relationships. So I hope that I gave you some feedback today that will help you. And I really appreciate that you are on the show and listening today. And if you liked what I talked about today, stick around for the next episode because it's going to also be unbeating burnout, a different aspect. And as always, live brave. This has been an HSG production.